Welcome back to I'm Rubber, Your Glue, guys. I appreciate you listening in. If this is touching you in any way, please share this. I'm trying to get it out to as many people as possible. Um, I know God's got his hand on it, but I just appreciate it. But also need to apologize. My last video, I am new at this whole podcast thing. Man, I dipped out. I put my hand up on my hip and I dipped. Just like Freak Nasty back in 1997. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that. Oh, but let, let's keep this real. Let's let's get back. Let's get back to what we need to to talk about. I think I left off last time where um, my hands were pretty important and they were not working to their fullest and um, doing hair and other work that I did, typing and this and that. I found out that I had had carpal tunnel and needed yet another surgery. Excuse me. You also have to excuse me. I've been sick. That's why I haven't recorded anything, but I'm just going to ask God to give me my voice because it needs to get out. Back to the story. I was so tired of the hits and, and finally I went and I tagged Jesus in. If y'all remember from my last podcast, I was in the ring and I was tired and I was getting beat up and I would go and tag Jesus in and, and I wouldn't get out the ring. So hesitating, of course, because I am who I am, I climbed the ropes and let Jesus get in. I felt like whatever hits I took spiritually, it reflected on me physically. I'm not even kidding. I actually felt like I had been beat up. And I asked God what to do. What do, what do I do now? Hmm. This is when he asked me to let go of my business at the salon. He told me it was time to let it go and know that he is God and he had a plan for me. He reminded me of Jeremiah 333. I jumped that ship so fast and sold my salon. I mean, I didn't care if I knew how to swim. I was jumping out that ship. I didn't even, that, I didn't even hesitate on. I hesitate on making decisions, but I don't hesitate on giving up my main source of income for my family. Why? I mean, was was I mentally ill at this point? I didn't, I just knew that I did not want to keep messing up and not fully listen to God. Like I, I, I was not willing to not listen to him at that point. He told me to jump. I, I, I didn't even ask how high I started jumping until he told me how high I needed to keep going. He told me that someone in my shop was wanting their own salon and wanted to bless them as they too had been through some fights of their own. And it was time to pull them out of their, their own uh, cyclone that they were wrapped up in. And this is when I sold my very successful business, like turnkey operation, just did like a $12,000 makeover, hadn't even finished paying that off, by the way. And I sold my business for the very huge sum of $10. No. That's, that's not me choking on my words. You didn't hear me wrong. Clean your ears out and hear that again. $10. And I'm not saying that to brag. 
I want you to understand that at that point, God said, and I did it. Not that it was easy for me to just say, okay, here's my lots of money making, running successful, fully staffed salon for the low, low price of $10 in my mind, but I knew I was ready to let it go. And I had built that place with blood, sweat, tears, and so much more that I realized I gave up family for the business, for other people that didn't care about my time. And I'm not saying all of my clients were like that. There was some that became family. When God says he makes all things that were meant for bad good, man, he brought some great, great people in my life. And I found out who was loyal to me. And that's when I became somewhat at peace about it. Of course, that doesn't mean it was easy. I cried for days about it, but I was ready to let it go. I even questioned a few times if it was what God wanted me to do. And people and my family were also hounding me. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure they thought I went crazy. But I knew in my heart it was, and I knew at that point, what I was carrying was so heavy, I was ready to drop it all. But that's not possible. God doesn't expect us to just drop everything that we're doing right then. Like I said, it's layer by layer, and you can't peel them all off at the same time. And I had no plans of quitting the salon, just to sell it. And maybe it would take off so much pressure and stress of owning it that I could just work in it and I'd be fine. I had my first surgery on my right hand and was already scheduled for the left hand. The weeks in between the surgeries I was booked, I went in my first day back after my first hand surgery, no longer as the owner, and I felt good and was happy for the new owner she was a dear friend of mine and still is. I just was so thankful that God was go- was blessing her. I actually felt that. I was so happy for her. I felt like everything was just going to get better from here as I worked my 12-hour book day. Nothing had really changed until later that afternoon when my back began to hurt. And I had kidney stones in the past, and I felt like maybe I was developing a kidney stone or something. It happened very out of the blue and suddenly. I mean, I was in the middle of doing a client, and the pain began to increase, and so did my urgency to urinate. And I went to the bathroom at one point, and TMI, but I'm just being real here, guys. If you don't want to hear realness, then maybe this podcast isn't for you. But I was bleeding when I urinated. Like it was pretty bad, followed by intense pain. Like I was wondering if my insides were coming out through my TT hole. It was, it was excruciating and it happened so quickly. And in moments like that, I can't help but look up and say, why? What are you doing to me? I just did all these things. Why? Why? And of course you don't hear anything back at that moment. So I ended up being taken to the ER with a possible infected kidney stone. And I finally heard the Lord say, you have had enough. And he was right. I was done. And so I quit. Yep. Just like that. 
I thought that that was a sign that I wasn't supposed to be in that salon. And I took it as my time to focus on my other business, which is a travel business, since it was what I prayed for. A couple years, like three years prior, I sat down and prayed, Lord, when I open this travel business, if it is your will, please let it take off. And I had prayed years before as well, when I opened the travel business, to retire me out of the salon. I knew then I didn't really want to be in the salon. I mean, I would get out the hospital from having part of my pancreas removed with a feeding tube and go straight into work. Really, it was a time to focus and get to know him. Let's just say when God says to be still, sometimes he really literally means it. And I am not one to be still. As a matter of fact, I used to work for a company and they used to make me sit on my hands because I'm the type of person as I'm doing now, still a habit, I talk with my hands. If I can't talk with my hands, then I tend to be quiet because it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. So he used to make me sit on my hands and I would be quiet in meetings. And I still have friends tell me now, and I'm sure you're listening and you know who you are. I love you. Will tell me, let me finish. Stop talking. And so as I began to do this, God revealed to me as he's even revealing to me now. So I just want to thank the Holy Ghost that I do like to talk. So this podcast, it's, it's, it's meant to be. I'm, I'm happy with that. So at this point, while being still, I figured I would use my time to really get to know God for myself. You know, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Within the next year, I slowly but surely began to let go of the chains that was holding me down and causing such chaos, confusion, anxiety, depression, anger. I mean, the list goes on. Anything that was keeping me from my joy, peace, and love of God. I felt so amazing when I was spending time with God and when I was in His presence, when I actually felt His presence. And let me tell you, it took me up until this point in my life to really feel His presence. You know how long I went to churches and did this and saw all these people putting their hands up in their air and was like, what are you even doing? Like maybe I should drink some funny Kool-Aid because at this point I'm willing to do anything if I could just feel His presence. But at this point, I was in his presence. And when he would just pop something up throughout the day to let me know he was there and thinking of me, oh, I found myself trying to escape from anything and everything just to seek him and feel that love and peace. And it it just reminded me of this feeling that I was eager for and I was hungry for and I couldn't explain it. And, And it was eating at me, but I just wanted more of it. And that's when I realized that I was in love with God. I was actually falling in love with Jesus. I couldn't see him, except for in my dreams, he would give me visions. But I was having an affair with him. Not in that way. I mean, come on now, like I've said before, let's keep this clean. Come on, get your heads out the gutter. I mean, I was getting fulfilled by him with love, peace, and joy like like I've never felt before. And I no longer wanted my husband because of it. 
actually being treated and feeling that unconditional love for me that God had for me, how I was, flaws and all. He met me where I was. I was for the first time in my life accepted just how I was. And he made me so happy for the first time in a long time. Everybody knows the also popular Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Just like Christ gave himself up for us. And that doesn't always mean in a life sacrificial way. I'm not saying your husband should go off themselves for you. Should they should they protect you and your family and put them in the front line if something was to attack you? Yes. But digging a little deeper in this and this is this is just coming from Holy Spirit. I feel it digging deeper into this. God taught me that when he means a husband will give himself up for her, that means he will pick up his cross with Jesus and and follow him and build his relationship with him. And I'm going to get to that a little later because the story's just getting started, honey. So men should love his wife as Jesus loved the church. I mean, I'm not sure, but I think Jesus was crucified brutally, might I add, for his church. Did you know that his church is his people? We are the church. I had to learn that. You, me, at the time, if a car backfired, I probably would have been thrown in the front as a shield for my family. Or at least that's how I felt. And I know some of you know what I'm talking about. Like car backfire and your husband throws you in front. You have to be the head of the house and handle business on both sides as a wife. And the husband. You play two roles. Even if you have a husband. My husband is a good man, guys. I'm not downing him. He was good looking. He is good looking. Let's just say he is good looking. He is respectful. He's He's got manners. He has a great work ethic. He loves God. And he he comes home and he hangs around the house. He has his schedule every day, the exact same thing. Nothing more, nothing less. I often said to friends that he was uh, like uh, an Eeyore. He was there, but not present. He would seem like he was listening, but he would tone us out. I began to try everything I knew I could to try and make him happy. I would work two or three jobs because I just knew my husband hated his. He was a firefighter. And let me tell you, that job will change you. You almost have to flip an emotional switch with that job, along with others like it. So shout out to firemen, cops, nurses, doctors. I mean, anybody that has to see the things on a job that just, the things, you just have no choice. You have to cut the emotions off so much. But for my husband, he completely cut himself from his family. And I was fighting internally with leaving or staying. It was a teeter-totter I was on. God was there for me every step of the way. And every time I would feel at peace with telling my husband we needed to separate, came a knock at the door in my mind of confusion. Because I was thinking that I made a covenant with God. And I was one who stuck to that. 
It was important to me. I knew I had no desire for anyone else or even finding anyone because I was completely filled and happy with just being me and Jesus. Being around my husband, always feeling like I was not good enough no matter how hard I tried, and the torment in my mind that came with that was just too heavy for me to carry. So then I hit with very easy way out, going back like a dog. I just wanted to get out. But the voice in my head was just overwhelming. Just because I heard the knock and it sounded so convincing, even using scripture and telling me I had to leave, it was wrong. Then I began to really run to Jesus. And when I began to go crazy in my mind, and oftentimes I I would just praise him in the kitchen and close my eyes to escape everything around me. I remember one time just began to feel such resentment and anger towards my husband just by standing next to him. I would have to go away and close my eyes and Jesus would give me a vision of us together. And one of my favorite visions was him calling me out to the waters of the ocean like he did Peter. There was a storm and it was dark. That ever so soft fog would just sway as I began to walk. And I was in a beautiful dress and it was white with like gold accents that just flowed and danced on its own with the wind as I moved. Jesus was standing out on the water with his hand out and I did not even hesitate to go to him. As our hands met, the waters began to rise with almost like a dance motion. It would move around us to the beat of the music that was going on. And it reminded me of some kind of Dancing with the Stars water dance show spectacular. That's the only way I know how to explain it. But that was the best moment in the best way I could describe it. And I was just shining with smiles. And even as I just say this there's just a smile on my face now I can remember it I can close my eyes and go back to that moment with him and we danced upon those waters and it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen and it felt amazing that was the thing I kept feeling amazing when my husband was not around me then he would come around and I would try and do something to make him happy then that wouldn't work so here comes knock knock it's your friend worthlessness hey hey girl hey I mean, I was stuck in this cycle over and over, and I did not even realize that it was right in front of me the whole time. I had been praying to God, begging Him to just show me what else I need to let go of. What else am I trying to control? By this time, I had let go of myself, my children, a little bit of my, pretty much my finances, my business, my family, most of my family my friends, but the one thing that I was holding on to that I felt at the time and was dragging was my marriage. I had to let my husband go. I had to burn the ships. There's a story that begins in Acts 27, 13 about the storm at sea and how the soldiers on board had to at one point cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. They had to trust no matter what the situation looked like. 
God could handle what they could not. It hit me that I was never going to be the one to make him happy until he found himself with God first. I felt like I had to fight. I felt like I had to stay and be the one to do it. I had to carry it all. Man, I really hate that letter I. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30. When, really, that was not what God wanted for me. The enemy likes to keep you bound and he will use others to trigger you. That trigger is a knock at the door of my mind. And I answered every time thinking I could give up on my marriage and separate my family. But I wanted to fight inside in my heart. I loved him. I married him for a reason. But that weight I was carrying as a wife, knowing that you gave every bit of yourself to make him happy, I would have given my life to make him happy. And that is exactly what the devil wanted me to think. So I fell. I got knocked out in the ring and realized I could not fight anymore. If we were going to win, I had to let Jesus in alone. I had to fight all I could do. And Jesus at this point was screaming to me, get up, get up. Because in order to tag him in, I had to get up and physically make the move over to him. And I hope you're catching this right now to tag him in. He can't come in until you go to him first. And the funny thing is, looking back, my kids haven't been saying to me lately that it has been like um, teamwork makes the dream work, mom. That's what they kept saying to me, like very specific to me over and over and over. And I now in this very moment realized that God was trying to tell me the whole time that I needed my teammate to take over. It's funny how God will even use your children to talk to you. Because once I realized that, they didn't say it very much anymore. It was now God's turn to step in and unstick all these things that had stuck to not only me, but my husband. And he was going to transfer my husband and myself. This doesn't mean that I get to leave and just go get a massage. I have to stand next to him out of the ring, of course, and praise him through it. It's very challenging. And it was a challenge. But I had to reset my mind to respond instead of reacting to situations. Instead of reacting to what the enemy was throwing at me in any situation, I had to respond by turning to God. I had to praise by turning to God. I had to worship by turning to God. And I had to pray while turning to God. PWP people, praise, worship, prayer. That was it with also focusing on what God promises you. I had to focus on what he promised me. I picture it as you cheering him on in the ring and as he fights the battle for you, picture his promises. And that is what's egging God on. See, God is the light. So when he steps in the ring and you finally get out, then you begin to see what you were really fighting. 
you thought it was one thing, but realized there were many. My next segment is actually called You've Been Exposed. And we're going to go into the mindset of where I found out something that had attached itself to me. And I feel like it's something that does need to be exposed and a lot of people are scared to talk about it. But I'm going to bring it up. I feel the Lord tell me to and I'm obedient. I'm also going to get into a lot of things about marriage and relationships and friends and it's just going to be so good. So again, I appreciate you listening. This time I'm not putting my hand up on my hip and dipping out. I'm going to give you a shout out and say thank you and I love you. God bless you and amen. Bye guys.